Hello everyone, thank you for checking out this week's episode of Cat's Corner, brought to you by Hardball Sports Talk. My name is Brandon. Today we're going to recap the series over the weekend against Bemidji State for Northern, as well as preview the upcoming series against Minnesota State. Northern coming into the weekend against Bemidji was 2-1 on the season, uh, sweeping St. Thomas on opening weekend, and then playing host to Notre Dame and falling short to Notre Dame. Uh, we talked about those games last week. Uh, this week, they, like I said, they played Bemidji State. Uh, Friday night, uh, both teams had a lot of power play goals. In fact, total, there were six power play goals and s- nine goals, so majority of the goals were scored on the power play. Uh, Northern, unfortunately, fell 5-4 to four in this game. Uh, Bemidji started things off with a power play goal in the first Northern was able to respond about two minutes later with a goal from Mikey Kalila on the power play. Uh, Bemidji, two minutes after that, basically got another goal. Then A.J. Vanderbeck tied it up for Northern. Uh, and before the period was over, Bemidji got another power play goal uh, to make it 3-2 to two after the first. So a very exciting first period here for Northern hockey. Uh, if you like goals, that is. Uh, second period, Vinny DeMay tied it up for the Northern. And then halfway through the second period, Hank Crone took a 4-3 lead for Northern. But Bemidji was able to take two unanswered goals in the third period to take this one 5-4. Uh, like I said, a lot of power play goals. Both teams went 3-5 for five on the power play. Uh, something Northern needs to clean up here uh, as the season gets going. I trust they will. Grant seems like a really smart coach, and we'll get this thing turned around here shortly. Uh, I was talking, if you've listened to those any other episodes of Hardball Sports Talk or anything brought to you by Hardball Sports Media before. Uh, you've heard me talk about the store I work at. I was talking to a customer the other day about Northern, and they asked me what I thought about them right now. And I said, you know, this is a good stretch for this team. Last week we had Notre Dame on Saturday, and even National Development Team, the U.S. National Development Team on Friday night. They're a really good young hockey team. A lot of future NHLers on that team. Uh... And then Bemidji this past weekend, and then Minnesota State this weekend, and then the weekend after that, so next weekend, uh, we got Boston University. Big weekend there for Northern Hockey. Uh, Big stretch here right here for Northern Hockey. We're about to find out just how far we are from being an elite program uh, and to see what things we need to do to get better. And this is only good for this team. Like a couple years ago, if you remember, they had St. Cloud State come in. And they were down 3 nothing, and they were able to tie the game. I think that happened both nights, actually, against them, if I'm not mistaken. And times like these, series like those, against St. Cloud, the Bostons, the Minnesota States, that's when you're going to see, hey, if we want to get there, this is what we have to do. And it's good for everybody. Now, at some point, we have to get there, and I think we will not too far, not too far away from them. I really do. Uh, Grant's a really good coach. Uh, coming from Minnesota, he's able to recruit the Minnesota kids. He's gotten a lot of, and the kids from like North Dakota, he's got North Dakota connections. He's getting those kids in. Uh, and then obviously he's staying local too and getting some Michigan kids in. And North Dakota, uh, Minnesota, and Michigan are big hockey areas. So if you're getting people from hockey areas, you're probably getting some talent. And at some point that talent's got to develop and you got to, win games with that talent and I think we will at some point in the near future I really do Uh, time will tell on that one but 
the preparation of the staff, uh, from everything I've heard from different articles I've read, uh, they're very prepared staff. They're really well organized. They have a plan, and we'll see how things go. But I really trust this plan that Grant's got going on here for Northern. Uh, he seems like a genuine person. I've met him a few times. Uh, he cares about the community and he wants to bring winners here to Marquette and the UP really. Uh, Northern's big in Marquette, Munising uh, area. So we'll see what happens here in the near future, but I really trust in Grant and the program he's got going on here. Uh, this weekend, though, like I said, Friday night we fell 5-4 to four against Bemidji State. Uh, both teams, like I said, went 3-5 for five on the power play. So that's something we'll need to clean up is the penalty kill. Uh, let's look at the stats here. Uh, for Bemidji, they, their goalie split time. Uh, Michael Carr started the game, played half the game, allowed four goals, uh, and then they gave up on him. And Matthias Scholl, I'm sorry if I butchered that one, uh, he came in on, in relief and saved all 14 shots he that he faced in relief uh, was able to get the win for Northern Charlie Glockner started this game uh, he left partway through the third period uh, was run into his helmet hit the ground hit the ice excuse me and from what I've understood is probably a concussion uh, I've not heard that directly from Northern but just speculation from different people I've talked to it's probably a concussion uh, so Nolan Kent was the backup goalie and he came in on relief uh, Charlie Glockner allowed four on 29 shots, as Nolan Kent allowed one on one shot. Uh, one thing I don't understand about hockey, I, I love hockey, don't get me wrong, but especially when it's an injury, why doesn't the goalie get extra shots, like the backup goalie gets some shots faced against him? I don't really get that. I understand you don't want to like sit there and take 10, 15 minutes to get a goalie warmed up. I get that. But, like, why not let somebody take five shots at him? You know, that'll take ten seconds, especially if he's coming in off an injury. That's just something that's a little confusing to me. If anybody knows the answer to that, please let me know. Um, just something I've been curious about the last couple of weeks, watching a lot more hockey since it's back on and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. And then Saturday, Northern and Bemidji played game two of this series. And just like Friday night, the first period had a lot of scoring in it. Northern with Mikey Colella uh, took a one nothing lead, and then Andre Andre Gantos, excuse me, uh, added on to make it two nothing Northern uh, with about five minutes left in the first period, uh, and then Bemidji scored two goals towards the end of the period to tie it up, uh, and then they actually scored the next goal later in the second period to take a three two lead, uh, and then AJ Vanderbeck power play goal uh, to make it three to three, and uh, but then unfortunately. Uh, Bemidji was able to put one in about halfway through the third period, and that was the game right there, 4-3 to three final. Uh, Northern did a lot better on the power play and also limited the power play. Northern only had two penalty kills this game and were able to kill both of them off, and they went 1-3 for three on the power play. Uh, this team, we've had this issue in the past before with uh, Griffin Lochran and Hank Sorensen, and Griff's down in Michigan State now, and Hank's not on the team right now. I'm uh, not sure exactly what's going on there. I've heard rumors, uh, but I'm not going to go out there and say exactly what I've heard. Um, but those two aren't with us right now, and that's probably 
a blessing in disguise. I love Griff and I love Hank. Don't get me wrong. They were great hockey players for us. Griff, really good goal scorer. Hank, getting the crowd pumped up with his hits. But they were in the penalty box way too much. And when you're in the penalty box and you're killing half, really, we averaged, what, like five, six penalties a game with those two. And you're in the penalty box that much. You're not going to get any offensive rhythm and stuff like that. So having a team that's disciplined enough to take only really two penalty kills, that's a good sign right here. And now when we do take a penalty, we'll have to get a little bit better. Like I said, Saturday night, a lot better on the penalty kill. Bemidji was not able to score on either one of the power play attempts. So that's a sign of improvement for the team right there. Uh, for the goal, goalies, uh, Matthias Scholl, who came in in relief on Friday night, played Saturday night, allowed three goals on 35 shots, so a solid day for him. And then Rico DiMatteo, uh, he played Saturday night for the team, uh, allowed four goals on 23 shots. One thing, uh, another conversation I had with the, the same customer, I believe it was, at the store. The goaltending here has been subpar the last few years. Part of that is because, I believe anyways, we were so spoiled for four years with Ate that, Ate Tolvanen that is, if you're a Northern fan you know exactly what I'm talking about there, that whoever the next guy was going to be, and in this case Nolan Kent and to an extent Rico DiMatteo, that these guys have big shoes to fill. Like, Ate was breaking school records left and right, breaking NCAA left records left and right, and then you come in and replace that guy, you're going to have a huge weight to carry there. And I had a feeling that no matter how good the goalies went for Northern, that we were not going to be happy with them because they weren't going to be Ate. And yes, the goalies have struggled, and I think part of that's because of the pressure that's going after Ate. I could be wrong on that, but that's just my gut feeling. I think once we get a couple years past Ate, I think things will calm down a little bit for them. I mean, Ate's been gone, what, three years now already? So I think we're about to see uh, the goalies getting settled in here. I could be wrong on that. That's just my guess on that. And then also the style of play, Northern plays, they're an aggressive offensive team, which is fun to watch as a fan. But you're also going to have a lot of odd man rushes go against you. So your goalie's going to be hung out to dry more often than not uh, when you're playing that aggressive style. And I'm not saying I, I'm a forward against the style of play. Like, I can see the benefits and I can see the risks of it. I'm just saying that's what Northern does uh, more than they used to do under Walt. This is a Grant thing. And... So yeah, we're going to score more goals, but we're also going to give up more odd man rushes. And the goalies, you know, they're just not elite enough to make make up for that. And that's nothing on them. That's just, you know, how things are right now. Uh, so far, though, uh, between the three, Charlie Glockner looks like he's having a good freshman season. But, I mean, remember last year Rico came in, and we were all in love with Rico. So I think Rico... I think all three of them are actually are really solid goalies. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm comfortable with all three back there. Uh, Nolan's had a slow start to the season. Uh, he wasn't dressed for the few first few games. Not sure if that was injury-related or not. Uh, Northern's also been dressing more skaters, so I'm guessing that's what it has to do with is 
Grant wants to have that extra jersey for somebody that's actually going to play and not just a goalie to sit there on the end of the bench. That's just my personal opinion on that. Um, but we'll see what happens here with the goalies. Uh, I trust all three of them. Like I said, they're all three really good goalies. Uh, this weekend, like I said, we got Minnesota State. We will be traveling there. Actually, the team left Wednesday afternoon to head to Mankato to take on the Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks so far in this young season are 4-2. and two. They're one of the top-ranked teams in the country. Uh, they're scoring about three goals a game. They're at 2.8 while allowing 1.8. Uh, they're shooting the puck 32.5 times a game. Their power play is 4 for 24 uh, for a conversion of 167. Uh, so about 16% of the power play, 16 17%. So that's a little slow for them. That will probably get that one figured out. Uh, their penalty kill, they've killed 3 out of 21 for about uh, 8, 85%, so 8.50. That's a little, that's a little low uh, for elite penalty kill, but they'll probably... You know, three for twenty-one either isn't isn't something to complain about either. So, uh, Northern's got their hands full uh, this weekend. Their top player, let's see what their top goal scorers are. Nathan Smith is leading the team in scoring goals this year. He's got the most points, excuse me, uh, with eight, four goals, four assists. Leading the team in scoring is Reggie Reggie Lutz. A uh, name that's been there for a while. Uh, for the goalies side of things, they got Dryden McKay. Uh, he's one of the better goalies in the country. Uh, Northern was able to get to him, though, last year uh, in the playoffs. If you remember that, they actually pulled him. Uh, so far on this young season, Dryden McKay, he started all six games for uh, Minnesota State with a goals against average of 187 and a save percentage of 907. So respectable numbers here for Dryden McKay to start out this young season. Uh, Northern, like I said, has their hands full. Uh, they need to figure out a way to get a split at least out of this weekend to build some confidence for going into the future. Uh, you don't want to lose three, four games in a row, which they have already lost three in a row, losing Saturday to Notre Dame and then getting swept by Bemidji at home. Uh, so maybe a little road trip is what this team needs, a little bonding time. I uh, never heard anybody before, so we'll see what happens here. But Northern needs to get at least a split this weekend. It'd be ideal to sweep the Mavericks, but that's asking a lot out of this team. Uh, but, you know, win Friday night and go out there Saturday night and see what happens. So that's what their game plan should be, and that's what I would tell the team, you know. Hey, let's go out there, win period number one Friday night. Win your shift. That's what this thing is all about. Take it minute by minute. If you allow a goal, get right back out there and try to get one back. And that's what Grant's message to the team should be. And I'm guessing that's exactly what he's saying to the team. Get out in front, but if you get behind, keep skating. And that's what they're going to do this week, and hopefully. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Uh, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Links for those are in the description for Hardball Sports Talk. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email the show at hardballsportstalk at gmail.com. Uh, please be sure to like and share everything on the post and the podcast and stuff like that. And also today, uh, coming out later on today, is a YouTube video uh, making our predictions for the NFL Week 8, week that which is this week. Uh, so yeah, should be a good time here at Hardball Sports. Uh, Mondays, if you don't know, if you're not aware, we talk about the Red Wings. Tuesday, we talk about the Lions. Wednesday, 
is the Tigers, Thursdays Northern, and Fridays the Detroit Pistons. So if any of those teams interest you, please be sure to like and follow us and tell your friends. I hope you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you later.